Hey everyone, welcome to Health Addicts. Before we get started though, remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I'm not your doctor. So if you have questions about the information and content on this show, ask your doctor, okay? Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Wait, how many carbs am I really supposed to be eating? How much sleep do I actually need? Am I supposed to be even taking vitamins? Guess I better listen to The The Health Health Addict Addict Show. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Health Addict Show. I'm your host, Tommy J. And we got an awesome episode for everyone. I'm going to kind of deviate away from the diseases and other causations to death for just a little bit. And we're going to talk about something that's pretty important. We're going to talk about the healthcare system itself. And I like it as an episode because as a consumer, you've got to experience the healthcare system from the outside, but you really don't get to understand what happens on the inside. So as a healthcare professional, I'm going to kind of give you more of an overview of what is actually happening. And we can even go over more why the healthcare system in America is the way it is today and where it's going. So let's get started. So in general, healthcare is there to help us feel better, whether it's an injury, disease process, an accident, Anything that helps us deteriorate from the state of being normally healthy, healthcare is there to bring us back to that point. So it takes a lot though to get there because the human body is so complicated and it's expensive. You have healthcare workers, you have doctors, you have radiologists, pharmacists, nurses, respiratory therapists, other kinds of technicians that run specialty devices, scanners, and other tools. You have stockroom employees, you have transporters, you have environmental safety services you have even top administration making big choices you have all these people and i'm including more that i didn't say running together to make a healthcare system work so it is expensive for somebody to be treated whether it's at a urgent care er main hospital or even just a small diagnostic clinician center it takes a ton of people to make something happen not to mention you have to pay for everything gloves needles boxes gowns alcohol pads even the simplest things a tylenol for pain are extremely costly in the healthcare system i'm telling you it is so complicated to comprehend the amount of stuff that happens in our healthcare system it's not as black and white as the media and everyone else seems to make it it is so complicated And one of the biggest problems is, is how expensive it is, especially in America. And when I mean expensive, I mean expensive. I'm talking 3.5 trillion. That's right. A T as in trillion dollars a year is spent on healthcare in America. That's 18% of the GDP that we have. And it's an entire investment. We spend so much money on healthcare. The average American costs $10,000 a year to treat. And that's $3,000 more than the next immediate country. And they spend $7,000 and that's the Swiss. Other than that, we'd spend double per person on healthcare to treat any American in the United States. And what's the biggest part of that money? Mostly, it's the actual hospitals and places of specialty care that people stay at. They're over 30% of the cost. After that, you have the clinicians and services and physicians you have to pay that are specialized and take years of training to perform these procedures on you. 
And finally, the big expense that's 10% of all cost is pharmaceuticals. And there's two big problems with that. The first one is most of these big, expensive, super specialized drugs are made here in America. We have one of the biggest pharmacological research projects ever making these drugs and they have to be paid for. So there's a ton of money that goes into them. Plus they've developed patents and these patents have to be paid for. They're made so that other places can't recreate the drug here in America. So they have to be specialized and we pay for that patent. Now, when they sell them to another country, they don't pay for the patents. So in a way, you're paying for other countries that aren't paying for the patents, and that's why our costs are so high. So don't be mad just at the pharmaceutical country companies. Pay, be mad at the other countries that don't have to pay for the patents. So in a way, we're being screwed over by these other countries that don't pay for the patents, and then they can develop these smaller generic drugs, and then they don't have to pay our costs. Another reason for rising healthcare costs is because there is not as much competition anymore. Big, large hospital systems are buying out littler systems and growing and expanding, and this creates less competition. And we all know competition is the way to drive prices down. So as competition decreases, these prices are gonna continue to increase because pharmaceutical companies, insurance companies have less people to bargain with. Because just as much as the healthcare system's trying to profit, the insurance companies are trying to profit as well, and they'd rather bargain with other healthcare systems to become preferred providers for you and pay less out of pocket, but instead they're having to fight between major corporations, so they have to choose which one out of those maybe three versus ten that they could choose to be a preferred provider for you. So let's talk about health insurance just a little bit more. So health insurance can either be paid out of pocket or it can be a private insurance that they pay through their employer or it's something they can get through the government, whether it's Medicare, which is for elderly and Medicaid, which is for the younger groups that can't afford insurance. And then there's another 10% that's the rest kind of other through means like the VA programs and things like that. But health insurance is not cheap because they have to pay so much. They have to charge you. And health insurance works in a way where the healthy pay for the sick because you have to have enough people that are healthy that don't have to pay out from the health insurance as much to pay for the people that are really sick who need the coverage of health insurance. And this is part of the reason why the Affordable Care Act didn't work. The Affordable Care Act or the ACA or, or Obamacare was designed more or less a way for us to try getting universal health care because so many countries have universal health care. We're pretty much one of the only wealthy nations that don't have universal health care. But again, premiums were high, deductibles were high, your co-pays were high, and your co-insurance percentages were high. And it was so expensive, a lot of people couldn't even afford it. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people in our country that can't afford to spend hundreds of dollars a month just on health insurance when they're worried about trying to get food. And this goes down farther too than just the people that live in poverty. It's talking about the in-between. They're not wealthy enough to afford the health care or get it through their work, or they're not poor enough to get it through other ways, so they have to pay for it out of pocket. So most of the people would just take the penalty of not having insurance and save themselves thousands of dollars. Because you have to remember, there's programs like CHIPS for pediatrics or EMTALA, which is an ER policy that you can't refuse someone's service in a medical emergency, so they're going to be treated anyway if there was something to happen. Plus, the state saw these rising healthcare costs and they said, well, I really don't want to pay for it, so we'll just treat the people that have medical emergencies in our states and forgo giving money towards the Affordable Healthcare Act. So there was a lot of states that opt out of actually participating in the program. 
And just a little factoid on it, this is actually a program that was pre-made during the Bush administration that Obama's administration acted on. So it wasn't just one team that developed this. It was actually over a course of over 12 years of different administrations designing it. But besides health insurance costs, there's a huge transparency issue in hospitals and other specialty clinician areas that don't really show the actual charges for what's going on. And what do I mean by that? I mean things like $21 for one Tylenol or $500 worth of gloves being charged or $300 for a tissue like the ones you blow your nose with or $700 for those disposable easy gowns that people wear. They charge the public so much money for things that are barely even pennies to the dollar for the actual hospital system. Remember, they're trying to keep the lights on. They're trying to pay for all the nurses, the radiological technicians, the pharmacy techs, the pharmacists, all your doctors, your surgeons, your specialty doctors, your respiratory therapists, the CNAs, other techs, it takes a lot of money. Plus, you have administration. Administration actually takes up 8% of the total salary of the healthcare system. These big higher-ups that are paid to make executive decisions, they are a huge healthcare cost. But they're designed there in an all-good world to help make sure the hospital system stays on track and is patient-regulated towards them. But this is a severe issue that we need to really talk about. People need to understand how bad our healthcare system is right now. We are ranked 37th in the world, and we have so many problems. We have the highest inconsistencies with diabetes, problems with heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, obesity. We have one of the highest infant mortality rates in the world and pregnancy complications. And, of course, our pharmaceutical drugs are the highest. And I know a lot of you are saying right now, Tommy J, get off your soapbox. But listen, there's so many things we can do right away today that can change and help our healthcare costs and definitely change them from increasing. I'm telling you, they increase and inflate 3% almost every single year. We need to change a lot of things. And the first thing we need to all change right now is our lifestyle choices. The biggest problem is we are a instant gratification culture. I mean, look at us. Amazon one click away instant streaming of movies and other devices we want everything today and that's just not how it works and that's part of our healthcare problems everyone wants instant gratification so we spend thousands of dollars just to try to instantly gratify every person that comes through that door you want a sandwich when you come into the er you want diagnoses right away so we run hundreds of different tests and blood work tests just to make sure we get all the answers as quick as possible and that instant gratification culture goes all the way to our diet choices how many times do we even stop at fast food places once a week? We have no regular constituted nutritional efforts programmed into our culture. This instant gratification culture makes us the most obese nation in the world. And obesity increases so many other comorbidities, increase in cardiac disease, diabetes, lung diseases, stroke, kidney issues. It list goes on and on and on. So if we focused more on not being instantly gratified, took our nutrition worth what it is, and focused on more preventative medicine approaches, we wouldn't have to worry about treating the actual diseases if we didn't ever get them. There isn't as much emphasis on going on exercising every day, eating what you're supposed to eat, sticking to the caloric intake we're supposed to have, seeing your doctor regularly for just a physical, 
Then they'll save you thousands of dollars down the road that you may not have to spend on other things. The second thing is the pharmaceutical companies have way too much control. We even had to put laws to stop them from giving incentives to doctors to take money from them so that they wouldn't push for their drugs. But guess what still happens? Pharmaceutical companies are allowed to advertise on TV, which is only allowed in one other country. You're not supposed to be able to have that much power over somebody to say, ask your doctor for this. Ask your doctor if this would help you. You're supposed to be able to get an unbiased opinion from your physician about what would be best for your treatment. Because they're still looking to appreciate and maybe help you. But if you're sitting there asking for this drug you saw on TV, they're going to probably prescribe it to you because they want to at least please you. Because they only see you for 15 minutes, which isn't that long to actually treat a patient. And also, I know this sounds bad, but don't confuse your Google search with a medical degree. These people go for four years, then do a four-year medical program, plus do a residency, even just to become an internalist. And then they might even go on longer if they got a specialty, especially some of these pulmonary and surgical residencies. They're five years long. So don't confuse your Google search with their degree. They know a lot. Just talk to them and express your concerns. But don't think you know more than your physician. They definitely know a lot. This is their whole life, and they're there to treat you. And most doctors are there for you. Even though it's only for 15 minutes, they are there for you. And I wish they spent more time with you. I really do. But just get your concerns out. Don't tell them the way it is. And that goes for probably most practices, including your nurses, your respiratory therapists, your pharmacists, your pharmaceutical techs. Just be nice to them, okay? They'll listen. Most people care. They're overworked. They're underemployed as far as the entire system. Just be nice to them. They'll be nice back to you. I promise. Most of us love working with you. That's why we got into the profession. We love working with people. We want to help you. We want to heal you. It's such a great bond to have. Okay. And finally, one of the major misuses of medical resources is overdiagnosing and using other resources you don't have to. Like, if you have a stub toe, don't go to the ER. There is no reason for you to go to the emergency room for a stub toe. Urgent care, your doctor office can wait till the morning. Don't misuse an ER visit for something that's so easy to treat otherwise. Especially, I've seen people come into the ER for pregnancy tests, or they'll go to the ER to get cold medicine. Come on, guys. Use the right resources. I think a lot of people know better, but if you don't, now you do. Go use the right resource for some of these simple things that could be treated. This is increasing costs. You're talking about a $1,000 ER visit versus a $200 urgent care visit. There's so many more resources that have to be used in an ER visit. The final note I kind of want to leave on here is, I know a lot of people have a problem with our healthcare system, and I know there's a lot of issues. There's so many. I see them every day. I, I listen to everyone's complaints. I try to help people as much as I can and myself just to make their visits and everything better because everybody's sick. You don't feel good and then have it on top of all these other problems we have. It makes it difficult. But you have to remember, our healthcare system is pretty darn good to begin with as it is to, even though it's not the best. People still get treatment, and they get treatment really, really fast fast for all their problems. We have people that come from other countries to come to our healthcare system because of the available resources we have. We have so many diagnostic and advanced medical procedures that a lot of countries don't have. And I know they say on the news that they do have, I'm telling you right now, they are not at our caliber. Our 30-day readmission rate for a disease process is much lower than other countries. 
and our wait times to see a specialty physician are so much shorter than other countries. And that alone can be the chance of life and death for somebody spending a month waiting for someone versus six months waiting for a diagnostic and a procedural technique used. And remember this too, look at the size of our country. We have over 360 million people we have to take care of. A lot of these European countries have less than 50 million. There is such a higher amount of population we have to worry about than these other countries. All right, to kind of close this out, it is a working system, but it's not sustainable where it's at. We need to figure out ways to decrease our healthcare costs. And that is, honestly, it's figure out a universal healthcare system and universal healthcare standards. And that means prices for certain things, whether it's a treatment of a pneumonia, a cardiac procedure, and the utensils used, and how much we pay people to do these procedures. This would ultimately eliminate the transparency issue that we're having with hospitals. A second thing is, we need to get healthier as a nation. We need to start doing preventative things and holistic methods that keep us healthier than having to do all these procedures. There's so many more problems and complications with doing these procedures, and they would be affected better if we just were healthier in general. Because there's other nations that drink. There's other nations that smoke. There's other nations that do crazier things than we do. We just don't seem to understand that if we treat our bodies better to begin with, we wouldn't have problems. And finally, we need to fight this pharmaceutical problem that we're having. One is, why are we paying for the patents for other countries that are unwilling to pay for our patents? And two, we shouldn't allow the pharmacy companies to take advantage of us. So everyone, start working harder understanding what's going on in the media. Be nice to your healthcare workers. They want to help you. I promise you. They love you back if you treat them nicely. So everyone, stay addicted to your health. Thank you for listening. I know I got a really big soapbox, but it was the 10th episode. I figured I'd do something a little different. I appreciate all of you. And I can't wait to hear from you on the comments. Remember, hit me on all the social medias if you have questions, comments, concerns, or if you have other things and experiences you have in healthcare you want to talk about, I'd love to hear them. Everyone have a great day.